0: And they head on upstairs, and they go into their room. I mean, that's a pretty simple direction, isn't it? I mean, that's straightforward, not much misinterpretation there. Son, go clean your room. So they go up there for a while, and then all of a sudden I, I see them downstairs a little bit later, and I say, son, did you clean your room? And they said, well, Dad, I've thought about what you said. I've even memorized what you said. Thou shalt clean thy room. And, and you know what? We got together as boys, and we began to study what you said. We looked at what you said. We would exegete what you said. And uh, we understand, we understand that you want us to clean our room. And I asked, are you cleaning your rooms? I said, well, no, we've been memorizing and studying your words, uh, but we haven't been cleaning our rooms. I think a lot of times we hear sermons on prayer, we read books on prayer, we do Bible studies and talk with our small groups about prayer, and we never pray. And that's what we're going to do tonight, and that's what we're going to do more on other Wednesdays throughout this year, is we're going to pray. Because we are called by God to pray, He says, "My house will be a house of prayer." And I like what Mark Batterson wrote in his book on prayer. It says, "If you're not a praying church, then you're just playing church." I like that. If you're not a praying church, you're just a playing church. And so, let's get to the element of prayer. What is prayer? And just go to the basics tonight to launch us into our time with God and. And the word for prayer in in the Hebrew of what we're doing in prayer here in intercession, um, again, you don't need to know this word. I'm just putting it up here. But it's pagah. It's pagah. It's the Hebrew word for intercession and for prayer. And it, it actually means to impact or collide. And that's what prayer is. That's what prayer means. That's when... When God says, I want my people to pray, it's that, that there's this impact or this collision that happens with God from here to heaven, between us and God, it's this impact in prayer. And when there's a collision, things change. I mean, how many know that if you get in a car accident, that car is really forever changed because of the collision that it was in? And that's what God wants to do in our lives when we meet With him, that impact that will be forever changed. And I love that word picture of of what prayer is that impact with God. And Jesus knew what it was like to have this. And and we know throughout the Gospels that he is always going away to find a place to pray. Before we look at Luke um, chapter 11, let me just give you a verse real quick out of Mark chapter 1 and verse 35. It says, Very early in the morning, While it was still dark, Jesus got up and left the house and went to a solitary place where he prayed. This type of of picture of Jesus getting away to pray is found over and over and over again In the Gospels, he knew what it was like to be alone with the Father. He knew what it was like to collide with the will of God and the power of God. It was displayed in his life and in his ministry. And so let's look at Luke chapter 11 together, because this is one of those times that Jesus finds himself in prayer. Luke chapter 11, beginning of verse 1, it says, Once Jesus was in a certain place praying, as he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Father, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Give us each day the food we need and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And do not let us yield to temptation. Jesus is at a certain place and he's praying. The disciples see that. And they come to him and they ask, teach us to pray. They see that Jesus' life, his power, his teaching, all that he is, is a product of his prayers. And so when they see Jesus praying, they say, we want to know, we want to learn how to pray. They're the ones that ask Jesus. And this is what I think is important about this story, is they're the ones that ask Jesus. They had a desire to learn how to pray. They had a desire to pray. If you notice, it's not Jesus saying, This is something you really should do. This is a desire in their heart when they saw the power of prayer and they said, We want that. We want that collision with the Father like you have. We want that impact in our life. We want that desire. And that is why I'm glad you're here, because you have that desire. to to collide with God. It's not somebody made you come. It's not that Jesus is saying, you have to do this. It's like, no, I want to learn. I want that time alone with God. I want to be close to him. I want to be close to his voice. I want to be near to God because that desire and that prayer is in direct relationship to your hunger for God and your relationship with God. You can have as much of God as you want. And it's all about the desire. And the disciples had that desire. He gives the pattern of prayer, and I'm just going to walk through this quickly with you. If you're taking notes, fine. If not, I think we're taping it. We'll put it on, online. But I, I want us to get the pattern for prayer. We don't recite the Lord's Prayer because we don't see the disciples, whether it be in the book of Acts or even in the early church, actually reciting what Jesus said. But we do see them praying in a pattern that he told them to pray. And so this is more of a pattern than the exact words we're supposed to say. But the pattern for prayer begins this way. Father, may your name be kept holy or hallowed be thy name. What does that mean? God is a holy God. I have a relationship with with my boys, and there's one thing that I do not respond to if they if they call me this. I think I've shared this before, but if I am ever called on like this, like, hey dude, I do not respond (laughs) because I am not hey dude to them. We don't have a dude relationship. Okay? You can call me dad, you can call me father. Uh, You can call, I will call you son, but we are not going to be dudes because that's not the type of relationship we have. Now I'm an earthly father with kids. We're talking about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That when mighty warrior angels see Jesus, they fall and hit the deck and begin to worship. He is a holy God. He is a powerful God. He is a good God. He is worthy of our worship. And there's something about keeping that in mind when we come to Him. And I'm not talking about that we can't be intimate with God in a relationship with Him. We can be as intimate as possible, but we cannot be flippant with God. We cannot be casual with God. We have to remember who He is and come in the fear of the Lord and in His mighty power. He says the next part, May your kingdom come soon. This part of the prayer is probably what's so different than what we actually pray when we pray. A lot of us pray, God, help me with this. Get me out of this. Or, or some of us, when, we get, when it gets so bad, God, just, just take me home. You know, just get me out of here. Get me out of this situation. Get me out of whatever I'm going through. And it's not about God getting us out of here. It's about getting God to us. It's about His kingdom coming here. It's about praying that His kingdom, His will will be done in the here and now. That His victory, that His power will be on display. And when we realize that when I pray, I should be praying that His kingdom come, I should get very bold and prophetic in my prayers, shouldn't I? Saying, God, You bring Your kingdom. You establish Your will. You do what You want to do. And pray big prayers to a big God and pray the kingdom and pray that the kingdom collides with our lives here on this earth. Jesus, your kingdom come, your will be done. Give us each day the food that we need. Is the next one and it's actually sharing with the pastor. Uh, uh, I was actually just flew in, um, just got back from a, a, a series of meetings I was at the first few days this week and I was talking to a pastor and and they're going through a rough time financially as a church and. So said, so what are you guys doing? I said, I'm excited to get back for our prayer meeting. And he's like, oh, what, what are you going to talk about? I'm like, well, we're going to walk through the Lord's Prayer. And he said, you know what part of the Lord's Prayer I hate, which is interesting for a pastor to say, but he goes, you know what part of the prayer I hate? Is that part about giving us our daily bread. Give us what we need today. He goes, because I really want God to give me what I need for a long time so I don't have to worry. He, but he also said, you know what I know? That if I had everything I needed, I want to go to him very much. And Jesus is saying, come to me for what you need today. You know what Jesus wants? He wants to meet with you every day. He wants you to be persistent in your prayers. He wants you to come to him. And so I just encourage you to come to Jesus every day. Come to him and say, God, give me what I need, physically need today. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Just keep some clean accounts. Keep that account clean with God. Keep that account clean with other people. Keep it wide open. And, and and that's so important. Because when we let that sin stay inside of us or between other people, it just it turns into garbage real quickly. It says, and do not let us yield to temptation. God doesn't tempt us. James is pretty clear that God doesn't cause us to sin. What we're to pray is, God protect me when I'm going through. Temptation, Protect me when I'm going through the most difficult times of my life. Protect me, surround me, help me. I believe that, that we were created not just for a relationship with God, but that we were created for prayer. We were created to be like Adam and Eve that walked with God, that spent time with Him, talking to Him as, as we're going to talk to Him tonight, as we walk through this pattern of prayer. And we're called to pray without ceasing, to pray continually, to to never stop, to never stop colliding with God, never stop not thinking about him, never stop not praying for his kingdom to come, never that there'd be a time where I really don't desire, but that I would continually desire. And just as we get ready to pray, you know, I don't know where you sit tonight. Maybe your your, your desire level is an all-time high. Or maybe you're like, you know, I'm feeling a little distant. I'm not quite sure. What I love about God is it doesn't matter if you feel super close or super far. That's what I love about Jesus. You want to know why? Because in Revelation 3, verse 20, he says, I'm standing at the door and I'm knocking. I'm knocking. Let me in. It doesn't matter how you feel tonight. You feel far or you feel near. He says, pray. This is how you pray. This is how you come to me. This is what you do. And so we're just going to put it on the screen. There's just those those points of prayer that we, we walk through. And and before we do corporate prayer, where we just in one voice lift our knees before the Lord. I just want you to spend some time quietly and, and just meet with God and allow the, those things to... to be a part of your life, that, that you keep his name holy, that his kingdom comes soon, that, that he gives us what we need today, that he forgives our sins as we forgive those against us, and that we yield not to temptation. Would you just bow your heads and your hearts with me? And This came up on the screen, and they'll be there in just a moment as we pray. But God, we just our heart's desire is for you, Lord. We want more of you, God. We want to be close to you, God, we're going to cry out to you tonight. But Lord, we just want to begin by being like the disciples and saying, Jesus, we want this. We really, really want this. God, I know that you're knocking at every one of our hearts, saying, open up. I'm here. I want to come in. God, I thank you that, that you desire that relationship, even when sometimes our heart grows cold. God, I pray that you begin to birth a desire for prayer in our lives personally, inside of our families, inside of our church, Lord. So much so that heaven collides with earth, God, that your heart collides with ours, and God, that we're never the same. We're just going to wait on you, Lord. We're going to pray for a while, God. We're going to follow Your pattern. We love You, Jesus. As we pray tonight, I'm I'm just going to... You can pray in your seat. You can move around or whatever, but I'm also going to just... As you're praying to an awesome and holy God, praying His kingdom come, and praying for what you need today, if there's something that you want heaven and earth to collide over. I just want you to feel free to step out of your seat and write something on the board. Maybe it'll be a name. Maybe it'll just be a need. Maybe it'll be just something that you write on that board that, that you know. Or maybe it's your own name so that you, it's just, God, you know. I want to collide with you. And so I want you to know that that'll be there. And, and whatever's written on there, we'll continue as pastors and a staff to pray for that. We're going to believe for that. And so if there's something on your heart, you can just step up and write it on the board tonight. But I just spend a few moments before we go to corporate prayer doing some personal prayer following um, Jesus' pattern for prayer.